0: Did you guys hear the new um, Kendrick verse on All Day? No. Is it good? It's it's definitely Kanye esque, because I guess uh, Kanye was I guess Kanye has credits on the song, which I didn't know. Hmm. So he's there when they when Kanye actually wrote it, which I think is pretty interesting. So I'm de- I when I heard it, I was like, okay, he definitely uh, followed Kanye's. Feel on the song. It's definitely a beat. I don't. Have you ever heard um, Meek Mill's song A One featuring Kendrick Lamar? I have not. It's yeah. It, it would be. It was like when they were both kind of blowing up together, and it was on um, Dream Chasers Two. I, I I it was. It's one of it's one of my all time favorite Kendrick verses. Okay. So, but. I think that's why you guys like me on here, because I, I can pull songs from the back of my mind. <laughs> about people's first, when you're like, "What? When did he do that?"
1: <laughs> I mean, look, we'll, as we'll get to in a minute, this is my first Kendrick Lamar ad outing.
0: For real? Really?
1: Yeah, my I, Good Kid, Mad City's been on my like to listen to list, especially because apparently he got snubbed at the Grammys.
0: Most definitely.
1: L- a year, two years ago, because he's not white. And um so then I really wanted to check it out and then I just haven't gotten around to it
0: yeah, you gotta listen to um uh, man you gotta listen to his two um albums before that too uh is it it's all solid it, everything he's dropped everything okay what the, oh go ahead go ahead uh let me pull it uh, listen the names of it was, i got I gotta look it up for you. <laughs> I gotta look it up because the the I first listened to him in what was it like two thousand nine maybe when did that mixtape drop? I think he had a mixtape called um, it was on Hot New Hip Hop. I think it was called like um
1: not not Section Eighty or wait two thousand. You gotta
0: listen to Section Eighties, C- but the tape before Section Eighties C four. Or no, that, that's when he hopped, That's when he did um, all uh, Little Wayne beats. O- OD, Overly Dedicated.
1: Overly Dedicated. I'm looking at it right now.
0: Got to listen. Overly Dedicated.
1: Did you Did you see? Uh, speaking yeah. of something that came up last time, uh, Frank Ocean has a new album on the way.
0: He dropped a single a couple months ago. My girlfriend told me about it. Yeah, I I I, I never listened to it. I never listened to it. But he definitely dropped a single like a while ago. Okay. I'm I have to check it out. Yeah, overly dedicated. That's the first thing. I think that's the one that has Michael Jordan on it, which is probably like one of my all time favorite. Non um, uh, it's 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 not his it's not what he's known for now type of sounds. Like where is he? Yeah, Michael Jordan, yep. it's the number, it's the seventh track. I mean, I,
1: I mean Michael Jordan for his stellar basketball performances.
0: <laughs> he has a song called uh, "Michael Jordan" with uh, him and Schoolboy Q. Okay. And when, he, when he came to Milwaukee, uh, what was that like? 2011, maybe. When it was after it was after Section Eighty had dropped, and I was in the front row. I have a, one of my guys was there. we in the front row, and I, he said, "What y'all want me to play?" And I screamed. Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, <laughs> Michael Jordan, Michael, over and over and over. He looked at me, he pointed at me, and he said, DJ, Michael Jordan. <laughs> I will never forget it. Never. Probably one of the best memories at a concert I've ever had.
1: That, that sounds better. <laughs> we were the the one of three times that Death Grips booked a Chicago show and actually showed up. Actually
0: showed up. That's
1: interesting. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that in a bit. But I uh, had an opener called uh, Mickey Blanco. He's a transgender hip hop artist. He's pretty interesting, um, except halfway through songs, he go, just stop, stop the music. I'm not feeling this one. I want to do a different one. <laughs> Let's do this song instead. <laughs> or he'd stop the song and go, nah, I'm just going to freestyle. That's the opposite. Wow. And it was just, <laughs> it was so bizarre. Uh, but we are, this is Rip and Rock Music Talk. Oh hey, I'm Ryan, and we are once again joined by the the knowledgeable Tangelo Cargile. How's it going, yes. T? Hello, everybody. And we invited him back because after our dra- our Drake fiasco, we felt wasn't that a fiasco. Well, Drake- <laughs> <laughs> an album came out. Two albums came out. That I'm like, I need to make sure we get Tangelo's opinion on this. And we've already hmm. started discussing one of the artists. So I think we're just gonna jump right into it. You sure? Well, do we not want to jump?
0: No, no, do How long have you been recording? Uh,
1: six minutes and 15 seconds.
0: As long as this conversation So, did you get me when I was talking about my experience at, Hell yeah, at the yeah, that's, that's
1: beautiful. That's beautiful.
2: <laughs> that's beautiful. <laughs> priceless, priceless. Oh, I was just going to ask if you guys have heard anything else that's really good.
1: Oh. Like recently? Yeah, have you been to any concerts recently? Oh my god, do you do we need to div- divulge this now? I think I think we should. All right. So, for the listeners at home, sure. yesterday I went out to Chicago to see the ever glorious French Zoi band Magma. Magma has been around since 1969 and they are wow. fucking weird space opera mutant musicians. Uh, fronted by their drummer who is the closest representation of if a human and a gargoyle had a baby it would (laughs) look like this man Um, and I've seen legacy acts before and I've looked at sometimes like you see a legacy act being like you know someone who's been around for years and years and years and sometimes it can be awful because you could tell that they are here to collect a check and do not give a flying fuck and sometimes it's actually really awesome cuz sometimes you get an artist that even though they are well past their gener- general prime, they can still pump out good stuff. And this was I'm not going to lie, probably one of the best concerts I've ever been to, if not the best, like um so I get there and I was I was telling Ryan part of the story. All right, but so I get there and no and it's typical for a show like this, everyone there is like in their mid 60s, bald and like grossly overweight, and they're all talking about like, that one time they saw Yes or Zeppelin in 76. And, you know, they went in their Trans Am with their girlfriend who was, like, kind of white trashy. But, you know, they had a good time. They heard they heard that one song. That guy did that one solo. Mind-blowing. <laughs> it's, it's the worst. It's going to be you in 20 years. It's going to be me in 20 years. I'm going to grow out a mullet. Just <laughs> see Volta in, in 2006? Throwing them bones. They did. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Um but I I hold I held my ground against one of them. He was like talking like all these bands that apparently I never heard of. And I'm like, have you heard of this Hungarian band? And he hadn't, so fucking trumped him.
2: Yeah, you showed that old man who's boss.
1: (laughs) So we get inside. Um and there is some and I was telling you, like, there's like some creepy motherfucker that looked like straight up, I don't know, T'angelo, if you ever watched The Office at all, but this guy looked like Kevin from The Office. (laughs) Is the, it's weird the, big, guy, it's the right? big fat guy. The big fat ball guy. Yeah, he yeah. looked like Kevin. <laughs> and it was that he part. was just like asking everybody all these weird questions. And it was just <laughs> like if we had bought like random progressive rock box sets and shit. And he was the worst. But so after like an hour standing around, they come out, and so you have Christian Vonder who's like, he is the band. It's his band. And um, everyone else is basically, like, the only other person that's been, like, a, a member for almost as long as him is his ex-wife. Not his wife. His ex-wife is one of the singers. Still in the band. Still in the band. They have three singers. Wow. Uh, one male, two females. They have a xylophone or vibraphone or marimba player. I can't – I couldn't tell quite what instrument it was. Have a, a keyboard player, bass, guitar. guitar yeah. But so they come out and they – and again – Almost all these the the musicians that most of the musicians were younger, but this the drummer is like he's in his has to be mid to late sixties, early seventies, old guy. Everyone else is a little bit older, and his ex wife is again like pretty old. And they're standing in this weird. They come on there in this weird formation where the three singers are in a line, but the one singer's on the far left, you figure then there's one in the middle and then there's one on the right, but it's one on the left. And then the other two are crammed on the far right. So you have a straight shot of the drummer just so he could be center stage. And anytime they're not singing, they left the stage just so you could get a visual of him. It was so egotistical, but they played. It was in the playing was absolutely insane. Just so passionate. So forceful. It was crazy. Like they play, uh, all they, they played only four songs, but each song was like one album. So
2: wait, how did well, that Well, so work? like
1: all their albums are like just one big song. They're like they're almost like classical music pieces. But uh. if you like, like if Stravinsky and uh, yes got into a car crash me kind of like a general idea of what this music sounds like
2: that sounds horrible
1: it worked so well though because like you know I've, I've played ryan i played you some of their albums like on their old albums they would yes like they would like shriek and scream <laughs> and go just like they go ham on it but they're a little more subdued now in that there's no more screaming but like their musical prowess was so on point they were going ballistic and they were so into it there was no like tongue-in-cheek component to it they were so into what they're doing mm-hmm. and like they would just like stop in the middle of like the song and like just do solos for no reason and good god like everybody stop the bass well, is
2: gonna do a solo
1: now well like the song would build up to a point and normally that's like where they would move to the next part and like no now it's time for the bassist to solo or no now it's time for the guitarist to solo or now it's time for the drummer to solo um and like they would just they were so good at what they were doing And, like, it was so – like, you get, like, so sucked into it because, like, it's a 300-person – it's a tiny little venue. So, like, you're 30, 40 feet away from everybody and it's – and I think what made it almost, like, cult-like was they didn't turn the air conditioning on. So, it was, like, 80, 85 degrees Uh, in there. Those monsters. I
2: I, I, I I don't – like, the
1: last two minutes of the concert, you felt the fans turn on. (laughs) But, like, Uh. like, the lights are – like, all the lights are on are red. There's a giant poster, like a giant four foot tall poster of Wesley Willis on the wall. For real? That was illuminating. That was the only thing that was illuminating green light. Really? So there was a giant Wesley Willis Did poster. you take a picture of this? I did. I don't have a good photo, but I do have a photo of it. And um, if, if, if listeners, if you don't know who Wesley Willis is, stop he's this. Named, po-
2: he's named after the the Willis Tower in downtown Chicago. No,
1: the Willis Tower was named after him.
2: Yes, that's right. I apologize.
1: But stop this podcast. Go listen to Wesley Willis for a few songs. You've now heard his entire discography. Uh, come back. But so this giant poster Wesley Willis is watching this whole like is gracing us with this pre- with his presence, and I think it fit. It was just fucking crazy. The rest of this, the rest of the venue is doused in this. Net, like grody ass red lighting. It was so gnarly. It, oh my god! I it's so hard to describe.
2: Well, I think you just described it. It, it, it. it sounds like a great concert.
1: It was. I had a blast.
0: I had an absolute blast. Where where was my invite? Um. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> And you
1: wouldn't think like for a 65, 70 year old man, this guy was like, like drum pretty ferociously. Like you think you listen to a Rolling Stones concert and you figure like they're going to do the bare minimum to get by. But he was going crazy the whole time. Well, yeah, he was probably getting paid. He would Well, probably not a lot because there weren't that many people there. Oh, really? Yeah. Soloing in the middle of stuff. and is just the like, drummer that's 65? Yeah, he he? he's like he's old as dirt and he is overweight. He has more hair on his arms than he does on his head. Like a Turkish prince? Kind of. <laughs> it was oh my god. It was like a cult like experience. And I would have I would have sold my property to have been a part of that. It sounds like the only
2: people that showed up would have been in a cult. Probably.
1: It also helped that like one of the singers, the the, the female singer that wasn't his ex-wife. Looked like she was being held hostage the whole time. She looked miserable. It was like, if I do this, maybe they'll let me go.
2: <laughs> maybe I can go back to my homeland.
1: In the France. <laughs> wow. So that was... Uh, that was last night? That was last night. Oh, okay. so it was Fresh on the dome. Oh, my God. That was unbelievable.
2: Well, I'm glad you asked because right after we did the last episode, uh, recorded last episode, Changing the subject. Uh, My wife and I went to go see The Decembrists, whose album we just reviewed. Reviewed, yeah. Um, And they played all the hits, and it was amazing. And they all looked like they were having a great time. They were all modestly spread out across the stage. (laughs) And then a giant cardboard whale showed up at the end and ate everybody. And so it was great, the end. A giant cardboard whale? Yeah, they do a song about uh, a boat being eaten by a whale. And they have a giant cardboard whale come out and, and eat the people in the middle of the song. And uh, I got pictures, and I'll put it up on Facebook, and you can all see it.
1: Yeah, there was no giant cardboard whale.
2: The end.
0: Yeah, that's
1: <laughs> definitely interesting.
2: D'Angelo, have you seen any concerts lately or listened to anything good?
0: Um, I actually did. Uh, I saw a Wale about a month and some change ago with my girlfriend. Okay. Um, That was pretty wild. Um, He played a lot of the songs from his new mixtape. I definitely recommend it for a listen Uh, Extremely good. Uh, We are actually in the video for loyalty The crowd crowd was so hyped that he said I need to get some of this for the video That's awesome. Um, My favorite song on that mixtape was girls on drugs and not And the title is deceiving (laughs) (laughs) The title is definitely deceiving but he's really just talking about his perspective on what he's been going through with women and, and the issues that our young community deal with when it comes to drugs and using drugs and using drugs to just be happy. So it was a really it's, it's actually a really deep song when you actually give it a, a solid listen. So all right. our, our generation definitely has issues with drugs and not to say other generations haven't as well, because we all know what the 70s were like from my oh, grandparents. No. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's just definitely, it was deep. Uh, to me, it was definitely a deep song. Yeah, so uh, what's the name of that mixtape? Uh, that mixtape is called Festivus. I'm sorry, what? Festivus. It's based on a uh, Seinfeld reference. Oh, we know. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I think it was okay. more like, really? It's called Festivus. <laughs> Wale is like a huge Seinfeld fan. I don't know if you guys know that. He was on the
2: last album.
0: Yeah, and his new album is called The Album About Nothing. And Gary (laughs) Seinfeld is all over the album. Oh my God. A definite, definite, if you haven't listened to it, I highly recommend the album.
1: I have to now.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I have to. Yeah, I like Wale. He's great.
1: (laughs) He's officially a a top 10 artist.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Seinfeld's on there at least four times.
1: What's the deal? right so So, kendrick lamar yeah so let's (laughs) delve right into it
2: so kendrick lamar a few weeks ago uh did he just like drop it out of the blue yeah say it's released Uh,
1: the new trend eventually like the way to surprise people eventually is going to be to announce a release date and wait the appropriate amount of time before (laughs) the actual album comes out yeah because now like dropping an album
0: out of nowhere is like everyone's doing it everybody's doing it rihanna just did it yeah well, she didn't drop her album. She dropped singles out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. And, and with the difference with Kendrick Lamar's album is he told us that what the release date was going to be. But he put it out himself two days prior on, um, not SoundCloud, what's it called? Got everyone streams albums on now. Spotify. Spotify, yeah. He put it on there two days early.
1: Oh, and so this is his follow-up to "Good Kid, Mad City." I believe it's "Mad Ma- City," like the sh- okay, like a goat. And what What did you two think of Kendrick Lamar's "To Pimp a Butterfly"?
0: Paper Butterfly is definitely uh, one of the top albums of this year. And we're talking about just lyrically and talking about issues that are relating to our community. It's the the only thing when I read a couple other um, reviews about the album and they compared it to um, D'Angelo's Messiah. um, I I definitely see the references. I I understand why people said that. Um, I, I took some notes, a couple notes, not too much but I, I definitely had to write some things down this time because last time, Ryan blindsided me <laughs> with his negative comments.
1: Well, so we, have, time... I, we have, I have a question for you. Is So after your passionate defense of Drake, yes. are you going to passionately defend the legacy of that Drake album after this magnificent piece of glorious art came out in comparison to whatever that Drake album was?
0: I, w- I, w- I will say this. I definitely think people need to listen to Kendrick Lamar's album secondly be in a place where you can be open to understanding and taking in the issues that he's talking about absolutely third just listen to it like a hundred times every <laughs> yeah. time you listen to it you will catch something that you did not catch before
2: absolutely it's a really really dense album
0: I listened to the album six days That's all I listened to for six days. For real? Yes, that's all I listened to for six days.
1: Okay. Oh, I believe that's, it's something that like you can just keep sinking your teeth into over and over and you keep pulling. I mean, those first, when I I put it on, I put it on that first song, uh, of, uh, of Wesley's yeah. theory, yeah, and and fun- like George- funny enough, fe- featuring yeah. George Clinton and Thundercat. Yeah. And the first thing I thought, I'm like, this has got such like a Parliament vibe to it. It is so, yeah. it's like, holy shit, what did I just step into? What wormhole am I going into right now?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's- yes, it's such a good album. It didn't, wasn't that song produced by a uh, Flying Lotus too?
0: Yeah, he did oh, a couple songs is. on the album and Thundercat. Interesting. Yeah thundercats on the album two Pharrell. Oh, thundercat
2: well pharrell uh, williams and, is on sorry, it sorry i was just looking produces. at the
0: credits i just saw Pharrell. all i had to say it out loud <laughs> and then um yeah he definitely puts a lot of people that i personally listen to on the album that i didn't expect a rhapsody um very lyrical um woman rapper you don't yeah who actually spits like I'm not talking about Nicki Minaj. I'm not talking about those mainstream type of rappers on the on the female side of things. But actually, speaks to things of the community. Actually, has lyrical ability, and who who's really no, no one really even knows about her. So to hear about her on the album was definitely exciting for me. And also seeing um, James Fantaloy, which if you're an R&B fan, he's really like a legend right now in my eyes, an underground legend. Just how he sings and. Who he's who he sung with at the young age that he is is just how old amazing. Is he? He's got to be less than twenty five. Got to be less than twenty five. Really young. Got to be less than twenty five. He's been. A, I want to say he's worked with Nas, Kanye, Kendrick. And he mm. has a song with Drake. Um, I want. I want to even reach and say he's signed to. Um. What's my guy's name? He signed Logic, no ID. I want to reach and say he signed a no ID, but I might be mistaken.
1: The internet says he's uh, he was on Rock Nation or is is on Rock Nation.
0: Not surprised. That makes sense to me. That definitely makes sense to me.
1: Yeah, Ryan, what did you think of To pimp a Butterfly? Oh
0: man, you know if this
2: album came out three months earlier, like at the tail end of December, mm-hmm. it would definitely be up there in the top three albums of the year
1: between this and uh, d'angelo <laughs> yeah this, oh my god yeah
2: dude this black messiah and uh beyonce right that came out last year
1: no that came out technically 2013 at the end of 2013. oh but it was part of the 2014 grammy well so d'angelo is going to be d'angelo and this album are going to be part of the next grammy cycle okay. and if these two don't win something like if they're snubbed out by like mumford and son's garbage oh my god like, we threw away so our
2: garbage <laughs> It's so upsetting. Have wait. You listen, wait, hang on. T'Angelo, have you listened to the new Mumford & Son song? I have not. D- don't. Don't. <laughs> it, it's like, it sounds like Coldplay. It's bad. Just don't. You'll, you'll live a happy... Do you not like Coldplay? Life. No, Coldplay is not good. <laughs> what? Yeah, Coldplay, I mean, Coldplay, we've had beef like for Coldplay, a while. No, no. <laughs> And I don't like you two, and I don't like Imagine Dragons because they're all produced by Brian Eno. You don't
0: like Imagine Dragons either.
1: No, no, I don't like them either.
0: Have you guys seen them live? Why no, would I? I Haven't.
1: Actually. One of the
0: most amazing bands I've ever seen live in my entire life. Yeah, That's well, absolutely amazing. Yeah, well, they—they're all produced like all
2: three of those bands are produced by the same guy, and so I guess they're all supposed to have this, like. Great presence live, and I have great studio albums, but they're, I, I'm not impressed by them. I am impressed, however, by independent artists, especially Kendrick Lamar, because this album is dope, son. It is dope. You know Kendrick Lamar is not independent, right? I know, but you know, I like to think that he is
0: because <laughs> he, he doesn't sound like anybody else, and I love it. I definitely, I definitely agree. The only person who's technically still independent is Mac Miller. <laughs> Really? At, it's yeah. a
1: depressing it's notion main-
0: to think <laughs> about. <laughs> it's, upsetting. It, it, it's he's the only one mainstream-wise who has who has an extreme amount of credibility. If you like underground, like I don't even want to consider them underground anymore. Like Schoolboy Q back in the day, yeah. Him and Mac Miller—they're probably still best friends. Uh, Wale and Mac Miller. Like Mac Miller is behind the scenes of like a lot of the people that we like. To be honest with you, <laughs> on the production side, um, writing. Mac Miller is definitely up there. He just like I don't know if you listened to the last project that he dropped. It had like 24 songs on it. Honestly, way too many free songs. But he he's definitely improved his quality. His production is he's he's definitely he, it's not the Mac Miller that we first heard when we're talking about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, when he had songs about pizza, and, you know, <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> he's definitely yeah, improved. Just... He talks about real things now.
1: That was one thing I felt like. I guess not to get too well. I'm gonna get am gonna get a little deep here. Oh. Okay. But I, but as a white person, I <laughs> felt like there's stuff on this album like I can't connect with. Really? Like, well, in the sense like he's talking about like I mean I think that kind of what Tiago's talking about like there, he's talking about like a lot of what's going on like cult like culturally with the black community stuff like that. Oh,
2: like and, the entire song Black the Black of the Berry.
1: <laughs> well, like the entire yes. al- like the entire yes. album the entire album and like like the whole end speech of Mortal Man. Like, like the, the interview? The, yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I think it's great. And I'm trying to, and I'm, you know, I, I'm absorbing as much as I can. But I'm like, I know there's certain things here I can't like personally relate to. Because these are certain things like I, I haven't experienced. And because of who I, the color of my skin, I'm never going to experience. Because he's connecting on a certain level. And I'm, I thought that was a cool part, though. is was like he lays it in a way that I can like listen to him. like, oh, okay, that, it's it's so interesting to listen to him express it. And I can like try and understand it. But, you know, to an extent, I can't understand it.
0: I definitely, and I, 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 totally understand what you're coming from, and it's, there's also the point where you have to look at his songs, and kind of flip the script on him and make them out in a way where you can relate to them. Right. Like, like his, like his song "You." Like, in my opinion, that was like, what did I write about that? To that's me, the it's a one song where it's about the guy. A, oh, go ahead.
1: That's the one where the, the guy's like, rapping half drunkenly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he's, yeah. That that one was intense.
2: Yeah. <laughs> It sounded like a Death grip song.
1: It's-
0: <laughs> Oh my, did you just say that? <laughs> that, was, that was a joke. That is- Woo-wee!
1: Let's listen to a clip of you. Thank you. Love you is complicated. 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 Love you is complicated.
2: Love you is complicated. Loving you is complicated yeah. Loving you is
0: complicated Love you is complicated I place blame when you steal play shame when you steal Feel like you ain't shit Feel like you don't feel confidence in yourself Breaking no marble floors Watching anonymous strangers telling me that I'm yours But you ain't shit
1: But yeah, you were saying about you
0: I- in my eyes it's like the Brothers Keeper song Because he's really talking about like Maybe your younger brother who you left behind but you're supposed to be his role model and you just didn't keep up and then i also look at it as like at the end he's kind of i think he talks about suicidal weakness and then it kind of points out about all the losses that we've had this past year to suicide you know what i mean like this whole album like you said is so dense like and that and the suicidal weakness is literally like the last words to the song Right, And right. then, like, but I like I said, when I was really like critically looking at it, like listening to it and thinking about what I wanted to talk about for this one, like that's the little things that I pulled out. You know what I mean? There's there's just so much to talk about. And if you read any of the other um, reviews from like, I, I read one for Hot New Hip Hop. I read one from um, uh, Pitchfork and I read one from um, what's the big one everywhere? Rolling Start- Stones. See, you funny not rolling stone <laughs> billboard i read the billboard oh. and it was just, like as much as they talked about it just wasn't enough it just wasn't enough i was like you, you guys you guys are scared to touch on what he really talked about
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know what i mean and honestly billboard kind of surprised me cuz they they said something they pointed out one thing that i i really thought nobody would really touch on if you, when you listen to hood politics um there's a, there's a lyric that i that he says where it's a new gang in town from Compton to Congress Ain't nothing new but a flow of new demo crypts and re re-blo- blood Red state versus a blue state, which one you govern in. And then, like, if you really think about that, like, it's, it's so wild because... <laughs> and not only just the colors, but how it's two completely different, you know, thought worlds per se.
1: Right. And how yeah. they
0: go against each other. And it's like, how did he take such a hood thing and relate it to something, you know what I mean, as politics? Right. And, yeah. I was, and I thought that was that was pretty deep to me because I'm like, who, who even talks about it anymore? Like what mainstream artists besides J. Cole? So in the, as a side to that, salute to J. Cole being the first artist in the past 25 years who had a platinum album without any singles. Had to yep. slide that in. Yep. Um, Go <laughs> for that. But like besides Cole, mainstream wise, who's actually talking about these issues that we're actually dealing with as a community? as the African-American community, and abroad. You know what I mean? Like, these are Actually very relatable topics like like Alex is talking about like sometimes it's hard to relate to him But if, if you look at it a certain way, you can definitely take it out and understand it You know what I mean in a way that you can actually you know not to say you didn't get it But you know what I mean right. like
1: I mean I can develop I can develop an insight and start to like you know piece it together But you know there's just and like the more my point was like, you know There's certain things like it's just I'm never gonna have to I'm never gonna have to experience just because of who I am as a person right. But I think like he does a good job of like illustrating the point so like I can see it It's almost in let, let let me preface too, and Ryan I knows really well. Like I normally don't give a flying fuck about lyrical content unless it's like really dumb, and then it's fun to laugh at,
2: or if it's in a different language.
1: Or if, well, and that's like that's, that's the point. It's, like I can, if it's in a made up gibberish language like magma, that's how like how normally I don't pay attention to lyrics. But I was listening to this, and I'm like. There's, like, I'm, like, I'm really resonating with this. It actually makes, like, it's connecting with me. It's not talking about the 10 bands, the 20 mm, bands, goodness. or it's like, something Drake <laughs> talked about. I don't remember. Why do you, you guys say Drake so much? I just can't
0: deal with you guys. Well, like, you know,
1: well, it was more like I listened to this album, and, like, I saw all the hype that that Drake album got. And, you know, and obviously I wasn't a... We we we've touched on that. We don't need to go back to yeah. that. <laughs> but then I listened to this, I'm like, who the fuck cares about the Drake album anymore? This mm-hmm. album is just like in the stratosphere. It's so like like Seriously, the lyrics are it's good about and Drake like,
0: right now. It's all about Kendrick.
1: Well, like, and the music was just so. For me, it's like, the music was so dense. It was so dense. There was like a bazillion layers. I was reminded of like Outkast when they were really hitting it, or Dead Prez, or de- like, and they were just like making this stuff that was just so like textured and so intelligent, and not just like here's here's a beat and then a and then a little hi hat. Rolling over it. I I, I read it. I read what trap music was. I looked up a video. So now I
0: know about <laughs> it. It's a salute trap sounds.
1: <laughs> trap I'm now familiar with the trap sounds. Alex knows what trap music is. I've done my homework. And I'm like, who the fuck cares about that when you got stuff right. like this? That's just like... It's just so fucking
0: intense. And you gotta, yep. you gotta look at it like this too, like... If you really look at the density of hip-hop and how, the reasons why it started what it was and what it is now like the music that we're getting now like the kendrick and j cole like that was that's what hip-hop was that's how it started out really giving african-american community an opportunity to talk about these topics that we weren't really given privy to you know what i right. mean so and that's really what it's about but then and, and then if you also look at it too trap sounds what i call them you know is another reason why Hip hop and rap was created as well, just for us to have a an outlet per se to share our music. So, it's, it, and we can all say at the end of the day, there's tons of ridiculous amounts of music out. It's it's music. I don't even want to say music exaggerated, but it is. Everyone thinks they can be a musician nowadays because there's so much technology to make it easy. But then you have to look at the Kendrick Lamar, the Drakes, the J. Cole's, and and hip hop particularly that have taken this opportunity to. To really expand on what music is and really become actual artists and not just what what's the word I'm looking for someone that's just putting out something just to put it out you know what i mean so yeah definitely
2: and it's i i'm i appreciate what Kendrick has done and J Cole specifically they especially when uh, Lupe's new album is really really bad <laughs> cuz this like they are what Lupe should have been Mm. And it's—he's an embarrassment now. But I, I really like this album. I'm And for our listeners out there that, who have not listened to this album or bought it, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Go get it. Okay. Support support good artists. Listen to Kendrick. Don't listen to um. Don't even what? say it. Don't even say it. No, I'm not even gonna say Drake. I forgot who you I was said gonna it say it though.
1: He said he wasn't going to. Though. Yeah. I, I wasn't gonna say. <laughs> you inferred that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, Oh, yeah, don't listen to Death Grips, listen to Kendrick, the end. (laughs) Oh, and I I have one more comment before we we move on to the next. I'm assuming before we move on to the next artist. Please sit down and listen to how how much a dollar costs. Because the density of this song, like, he's talking about people who are fighting addiction. He's talking about materialism and how much we actually care about money. And then at the end, he's talking about he says, the, the, I love this lyric, the price of having a spot in heaven embrace your loss, that's how much a dollar costs. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's, it's so many different layers, he even puts religion into it. You know what I mean? Which is another thing that a lot of rappers shy away from. So yeah. I just had to say that, <laughs> but yeah, I think I, I touched all the little points I wanted to.
1: <laughs> but uh, Ryan, any particular song highlights that we didn't cover?
0: I mean... The twelve-minute-long
2: epic that is "Mortal Man" needs to be mentioned. Mm -hmm. Like that—that song has so many different sides. It's—it. I'd be surprised if that song doesn't win Song of the Year Mm -hmm. from the. It won't because it's. Oh, it definitely won't. Oh, that's right. Damn, it needs to. Damn, damn, it's such a good song.
0: There's so many songs that could win it though. King Kunta, Um, You, um, (sighs) Hood Politics. How much it cost? Complexion. Black King Quinto was definitely every, every my song, like. <laughs> there are no yeah. bad songs. No,
1: King Quinto is definitely my favorite on there. Just musically, that's a fun. That's a fun as hell song. It's oh, yeah. got such a good bounce to it.
0: And e- even even um, for those of you who like straight up just spoken word, you are going to love For Sale. You're going to love oh, that song.
2: Absolutely. Yep. And bringing it back, Mortal Man. Mm. <laughs> because it's what the, there's like three poems that he recites and more he might I, I mean I know
1: there's the one at the end about the the caterpillar yeah, I think right.
2: I think there's two I think there's two poems yeah. he recites like uh kind of like a spoken word kind of thing but yeah it's beautiful
1: Well it's funny cuz I listened to this album a couple times and each time I get to Moral Man I'm like I'm going to probably skip the the conversation at the end just cuz you know and then every time I get to I'm like no I can't skip it it's too good we are not skipping
0: it, it, it it's so unique like I know he really had a conversation with Pac, like, what? Yeah.
2: And I forgot that Snoop Dogg was on this album, but... <laughs> <laughs> Out of all the people that are featured on this album, I guess you can kind of ignore it, Snoop Dogg.
0: Oh, no! Hey, that song would not be what it was without Snoop Dogg. That was definitely an interesting twist. I enjoyed hey, that song. Which one?
2: He was on two of them. Well, Institutionalize.
0: Institution.
2: He was also on These Walls. Is he? Yeah. He? Yeah. According to um, Consequence of Sound, I couldn't really hear him, but that might be why I was
1: ignoring well, the according, was on according to Wiki, it's he is definitely not on that song. Uh, it's Thundercat, not Snoop.
0: All right, well, I'll- uh, uh, Yeah, it's uh, over this. Anna Wise, and Thundercat. Yeah. What?
1: Well, they lied. They lied. Yeah,
0: he's definitely not on that
1: song. So, yeah, this is a must-buy at this moment. I mean, we said, we kind of D'Angelo in our 2014 circuit, but this is, I mean, if if when the Grammys roll around, as much of a dumb circus as they are, if these two albums are not the ones duking it out... And uh,
2: Rihanna's new album. Is it that? Is it? Have
1: you listened to
0: it? It's not even out yet. It's been released, right? No, just a single. That's a single. No way. That's just a single. <laughs> Hold
2: up. I'm going to look into it right now.
1: But, so, but at this point, it's... For Grammy's sake, it's, it's Pippa Butterfly and uh, Black Messiah have to. They have to be the ones do du- duking it out for album of the year. Because not, and I mean for our for us, like, at this point, what I've listened to so far this year, nothing has come close to this album. Nothing has come anywhere close.
0: So was was J Cole snubbed again? Then
1: I when it depends on when he released his album. I, I thought
2: now? it was the beginning of this year. No, no, it was in a uh, well, October.
1: Well, if it's in I'm October, kidding. then it's a good chance. To, if it's released in October, and I don't remember exactly what happened to the Grammys, it's not exactly something I follow super heavy. Why not? Because it's usually <laughs> dumb as fuck. Because you know, Megan Trainor gets nominated for something, so they might that might be con- considered. But like this, at this point, like starting calendar year, you know, twenty fifteen, I haven't heard anything that's come close to as good as this album. It's just on so many levels. Yeah, yeah
2: the, the new J. Cole album came out, or the last J. Cole album came out in September. So, really?
1: de- wow. so they, it depends on, the, I don't know if they considered it or
2: not. Wait a second, It's it has two release dates. It was either September
0: 14th or December 9th. I feel like it was December 9th. Let's hope it was December 9th. Because I would love to see them duke it out because like, those two won't be mad at each other for who wins.
1: Well, the only problem is if, like, Macklemore randomly releases the album, they're like, ah, he'll win because, you know... Yeah.
0: They say he's coming out with new music this year, too, by the way. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. They
1: yeah, said he was gonna take uh, a year off. We, yeah, um, best rap album was... Nominees were New Classic, which is hilarious. Um, because the Internet by Childish Gambito, Nobody's Smiling by Common, uh, Oxymoron by Schoolboy Q, and Black Hollywood by Wiz Khalifa, but the winner... Was Marshall Mathers LP two by Eminem,
0: and that blew my mind. Absolutely <laughs> blew my mind. I was like, Every, for what? That everything Alice about that the category. Worst Eminem album ever.
2: None of those albums are really good, though. No, well,
0: like solid. solid.
2: Yeah, but I wouldn't say it's the best rap album of the year.
0: You know what you know?
1: I yeah. mean, and we you know what my opinion would be on that in twenty in twenty fourteen. What I put up for out rap of the rap album of the year? Oh yeah, that two. I'd say RTJ 2. Run the yeah. jewels too.
0: Oh, okay, for sure.
1: I mean, the new classic—that that, that's as fucking depressing that you would even consider that. Yeah. Oh shit, sure. it is. I weird. feel like
0: it's based off of album sales now. Like, I think that's why it won.
1: I like legit. I think you have, have, there's like a metric of like you can you can't be considered unless you've sold sold x amount of albums. Yeah.
2: Yeah.